Mike, we're going to just let that run in the background. Mm. Just it's unbelievable. Ca- like, uh, it's cathedral-like. Yeah. Right. You can just feel, this is your church, right? Mm. Silence. The zoysia grass. The, <laughs> the, feel the, the fescue. <laughs> so... It is beautiful. Yeah, so just setting up this pod. So we are fresh off the high of having Jeff Sherman from the Westgate Las Vegas Superbook. Fresh from having him on to break down the Masters from that, you know, odds makers, gamblers angle. But since you weren't able to join us for the interview, we wanted to do a uh, give you a chance to really get into the field here and outline some guys that you think can... Uh, Light, a, light up the greens at Augusta. Overall takeaway, Vegas knows what they're doing. You know? Um, Sherm was a lot more than I anticipated in, in, in terms of his process, the way he thinks through uh, the odds making. Um, you know, but let's, let's take a deeper look into some of the stuff that he said. I mean, it was it was a tremendous, I think, insight into um, not only the odds making, but but just into the sport uh, itself, into what the Masters and Augusta is going to bring us this weekend. Uh, there's there's there just there just seems to be so many layers um, to this thing, and Sherm really was really great. He nailed it. You know, even Billy Payne couldn't have put it more succinctly and. More in depth than uh, Jeff Sherm than Sherm did exactly, but now it's your time to shine. You know he's he's the new kid on the block. He's the one everyone picks first on the team. So you gotta prove your worth again. But you were commenting just now and earlier about how you were obviously loving eating up with a knife, fork, spoon, every uh, utensil possible. You're eating up how in depth his analysis on all this stuff is, right? Uh, yeah, he is in the weeds, isn't he? Well, hopefully uh, some golfers aren't in the weeds this weekend, specifically the ones that uh, you're going to pick and we'll probably put a little coin on. Fortunately, there are no weeds at Augusta National. Oh, that's true. They would, burn, they, would, they would burn that shit down if they found a weed in there, right? <laughs> oh, my God. They'd, they'd, uh, they'd go crucify some uh, poor soul out <laughs> yeah, back. Yeah, some heads would roll in the, uh, <laughs> in the gardener shack if they found any weeds out there. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a few friends down there now, and um, everyone seems to be talking about their, their just eager anticipation for Augusta this weekend. Well, there are so many storylines colliding, right? We obviously have talked ad nauseum about Tiger being back, and you know that's all the media is talking about. You know, you go on ESPN or any of these sports websites, the front page is about eight different opinion pieces and articles about Tiger and this and that. So, yeah, one of my favorite parts of your conversation with Sherman was his revealing that he basically, out of just um, you know overall thirst for uh you know augusta and the fact that tiger is back that he paired you know tiger and mickelson together and it just so happened that it um that it correlated with them playing nine holes together um which is you know which is basically what the media has been all abuzz about but he paired them in in the first in the first matchup you know he already posted that hey those names get ink you know 
So he's trying to get all the action at the window that he can. Yeah, it, it's very interesting. Uh, Vegas and in uh, you know the public overall. I mean, you know, uh, it's um, you know the public moves a lot of the you know the decision making about golf clubs about you know I mean obviously Vegas betting lines um, about apparel about you know it's it's um, it, it's an it's, it's interesting intersect. Everybody's selling, right? They're trying to see what the public's going to buy. Is it going to be that long sleeve button down that Phil Nicholson's wearing? You know? Oh my God! Are you, are you thinking about picking one of those up? Never. I don't Never. even. I don't even think it would be nice to bury a corpse in that thing. Tiger shredded that. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> hey, where's your fucking tie, Poindexter? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! Tiger's always thought that. Oh, he finally. Down, but he bled now, it out. Yeah, now this new tiger, he could just let loose on dudes. I don't think he gives a shit anymore, right? I don't either. Like now he has nothing. He has nothing loose. He already lost everything. He lost Elin. He almost lost the game. It's like Elkington yeah. on the pod saying, uh, "You know, this guy's a you know he's a douchebag. He messed his <laughs> life up eighteen different ways. But hey, he's back and we love him. Oh yeah, yeah. we're we're all standing by waiting for him to lift off." And he doesn't give a shit. He's going to be, I feel like he's stone cold now. He's just giving the double middle fingers to everybody. And he's going to go get a green jacket this week. The cat. (laughs) The cat cat is going to get the jacket. Tigger. I don't know. I'd I'd love to see Tigger at least stay around because, you know, there's so much buildup for this and so much anticipation. If he just flames out, it'll just be a disaster viewership wise and obviously excitement wise. We just need him. I'd love to see that. Yeah. I'd love him clawing at the top of the leaderboard, you know, just clawing at the guys, put the pressure on him, see if anyone breaks and at least stay, stay around the top for four days. I would too. Yeah. That's what, that's what Elk said. You know, he said, Hey, look, if he's going in, you know, I mean, Elk <laughs> was being like, you know, this is a hundred percent going to happen. Tiger's going to be one or two under going into the weekend. There's going to be some guys that are r- racing up the leaderboard and they're just going to look back and go, the cat's behind me <laughs> and shit their pants. Yeah. Well, uh, I think we're all looking. <laughs> I-, I could use a good pants shit right now because I'm trying to unload before I unload on some golfers for this masters uh this weekend mikey so who we'd love to have you your chance to break down the guys that we should be putting our hard-earned shekels on this weekend so i think you've fingered a handful of guys that you think can make moves maybe you can just sort of tease us with it and uh let us know your thinking on these guys because as we talked about earlier sherman really was breaking down the intricacies at augusta right where it's about experience is so huge on that track and it's about knowing when to take your chances where to miss if you are taking your chance so obviously you have taken all that into account when you've lined up uh your fave your fab foursome or however many guys you end up liking for this weekend yeah i mean you know the formula is is so good until you get a rory mcelroy or a bubba watson who are freewheeling, right, and are 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 taking advantage of what's in front of them on the golf course because they just have the pure ability to do so, and they're hot. You know, I mean, Augusta is a course where 
you can get very hot um, or you can just basically be miring in, um, in, in struggle and, and in doubt um, where, you know, you're going to make some bogeys even worse. You're going to make some doubles, maybe a triple. Um, but it, it's set up to reward, uh, someone who, who has extreme confidence in the moment is willing to take the risk to hit the shots and, and can execute. And so, yeah, the formula is so good. So until it's not now there's, there's two different ways to win at Augusta. Okay. One is the Zach Johnson and Danny Willett way, which is, you know, basically the model of consistency and of sticking to, um, a riskless game plan. Okay. So on, on hole number 13, everyone knows hole number 13, uh, Zach Johnson and Danny Willett, they've already predetermined their decision-making on that hole. They're going to hit, um, a three wood or a driver, um, around the corner, um, to put themselves in position, uh, to, to play that, to play that hole as three shots. Right. Um, and, and there's other, there's other areas on the course where they're going to do that as well. So you can do that. And if you stay, you know, if you're confident in that game plan, you can execute and, and you can finish. But I, I, I just think that, so let, let me just backtrack for a second because, a lot of the talk down there right now at Augusta is that there there has been a weather pattern that has been cool coming in to this weekend, and um, what that basically does from the people that are talking about it down there, I've never I've never actually been, but um, I trust the people that are, that I heard talk about it, and that is that when you get the cool weather in there. Um, the grass is not going to be growing. So the, the grass on the greens, it, it's not going to be growing. And so basically coming into the weekend, you're going to get the hot weather at the right time, maybe on Friday, Saturday. So the grass won't have a chance to grow. Therefore, you can you can cut and roll and really control the surfaces. Okay. And so because of that, and then when it finally gets a chance to to grow on its own, um, it's going to be too late. And so the greens are going to be very slick. They're going to be harder than they otherwise would be. And so th- the risk reward now has, has, has amplified. And so, so does this, is this then like you're saying you, you're going to be able to shape the shot a lot more, your approach shots, but is this going to make putting more difficult, but you, you can get more motion on approach, but then the putting, if it's that slick, you better be on the good line, good speed, or else you're going to be on the fringe or what? Exactly. So the speed's going to be, I think, top-notch. Top, speed on the green is going to be top-notch, which, okay, so there's two ways to look at that, right? So, I mean, you, know, you give Jordan Spieth. Um, well, he's been putting like shit this year, right? Yes. I mean, that used to be his calling card, the whole not looking down, you know, eyeballing the hole and banging it in from there. He was like lights out from like 15 feet in or something a couple of years ago. Right. Two, when he shot years. 19 under. Right. Yeah. He was automatic. Right. And then I think this year he's been missing a lot of shorties, but he's, he's another one of those guys who like you talked about the Houston open where all of a sudden he's here, he's ready, you know, a major's coming up. He's one of those gamers that I, completely trust in the majors you know he could be playing like dog shit 
the entire season, but I know he's showing up for those four. Exactly. Yeah. And it, I mean, you know, early in his career too. So fortunate. He doesn't have to grind. You know, he's got an exemption for life to the masters, but so, so when you have, when you have tremendous speed like that, obviously it just basically rewards touch. So, you know, who has the best feel that, that week for that speed. But, um, at the same time, uh, you, you basically can't be as, as aggressive or you can't really expect to make putts from 20 feet. And so that kind of at the same time takes out some of the great putters like Spieth who feel like they can really, you know, make putts from 2025. If it's that fast, then, you know, you kind of have to be conservative. So at that point it comes down to how close are you hitting your irons? How close into those quadrants around those flags are you hitting your irons? And can you land it and stop it in those quadrants? So then it comes down to who has who has the most control over their iron game, spin off the irons, who can who's flying it, who can who can basically hit a nine iron into some of these pins where other guys are going to be hitting seven iron into those pins. So what I'm thinking is this is going to the long game, to the talent you know, the, at the top. I mean, I think that it's separating that way. So you think the big stick is what's going to really separate here because of that, yeah. all those those greens that you were talking about, all the growth. Cheers, by the way. Let's get a – Cheers. I don't know if that came through on the mic, but Mikey and I are celebrating with a couple cold ones here. That's probably why you'll notice I've been using way too many of the sound effects. But uh, <laughs> we're just jazzed we're, we're up. Only, we're only one in. Hey, we're free. We're free balling, not free balling. Free. <laughs> what's it called? Free loading. Free wheeling. Free wheeling. Yeah, we're something like that. We're just uh, jazzed up because you hey, know a, a titan of industry, Jeff Sherman, had the took the time to I mean, uh, another to cheers <laughs> for for. I think Jeff Sherman did what three podcasts this week i mean big, big week for him the guys on all the four letter networks the five letter networks the, four, yeah. the three we letter networks we won't we don't need it sure yeah no no need they're they aren't going to give you any hard-hitting <laughs> info and sound effects like you'll find so here four letters and and this one so. yeah but unbelievable that's what we're just we're just giddy about uh you know sherm coming on and gabbing with the boys he a huge like a great, get. He seemed like a great guy. I mean, the guy knows his stuff. I'd the love guy's, to get him back. He's solid as Sears, if you're allowed to still say that. That's, I mean, it's like the Roaring Twenties here all of a sudden. Done? Sears is out of business. I right? think they're closing that. There's one about That's too bad. one mile away from where we're recording right now. And, oh, we could probably go spend the night there if we <laughs> if we want. Go get another uh, 18 that. holes in a 12-pack <laughs> and go over to Sears. <laughs> but, yeah, let's, How about that JD story? From Elkington. Yeah, so we were, Mike was playing me from uh, Elkington, was on uh, Jim Rome's pod and just going ham. I mean, the guy is a storyteller to beat the band. He's unbelievable. A storyteller like, unlike any other. Yeah, unlike any other. He just spins yarns, and I was a kitty cat, a little kitten, just batting that ball of yarn all over the yard because it was... Friggin' ridiculous. Yeah, it was so ch- good. You guys should check that that, that pod episode out. After you listen to all of ours, of course, then you guys can go spin it. <laughs> right, but if, if right. you haven't, do yourself a favor. Go back to listen to uh, Sherman. It's a master class on uh, golf odds making, golf gambling. It's yeah. uh, the episode right before this one, eventually, when we post this one. So, so it was very interesting to hear how Sherman broke down 
the different groups of golfers into basically what he said was a a group b group and c group um depending upon um basically he said uh the course you know was like the smaller factor and then the larger factor was how that golfer was going at that particular time it's like calculus though really i mean you know Uh, i mean i'm sure there's an abacus back there at the westgate superbook that they bust out before they put all these matchups and futures out there right unbelievable you know (laughs) so many obtuse angles (laughs) (laughs) so you set up now obviously how this this course you you foresee this course playing with the weather and everything Mm -hmm. in the the conditions Tease us with uh, your first guy. Who was the one who was really getting you going here, heading into the Masters this weekend? Yeah, so uh, the Sharps are fading Bubba Watson. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand that. Uh, I, I didn't hear a whole lot of great evidence for why that would be a sharp play, other than the fact that Bubba is, um, you know, basically. He, he he kills it or he burns down. Right. That was what Sherm was getting into, feast or famine with feast him. Feast or famine. Especially at Augusta. Like right. But I, I I don't I don't I don't buy it. Um I think that Bubba is going to be a really, really hard guy to keep off of the top of this leaderboard. Um so my my top two guys are Rory McElroy, who hits a power draw almost all the time and when he has the confidence to hit it um it's the greatest weapon in golf bar none now the other greatest weapon in golf is a 330 yard banana controlled cut which bubba watson has so we're talking about the two those are the two strongest weapons on a course that's going to be firm that's going to be fast and you're going to have to to bring loft into the greens on. And to me, that signals Bubba Watson, Roy McElroy, my two favorites. So those are your two favorites in that top tier. Um, we want some gold though. We want you painting for gold. Climb down in those odds. Get us get us a long shot that we can at least get the sweat into Sunday with who you know, could be hanging around. Maybe if they find some birds on Sunday, they could climb up into that first spot, be hugging their wife, winking at their mistress back in the crowd, right? Yeah. Who is that for us this weekend? Yeah. So let me just let me just go through A, B, C, D. So those are my A guys. Um, we're going to consider, Bo- uh, sorry, Henrik Stenson to be in the B group. Um, he has traditionally not played consistently well, at Augusta, um, but uh, you know he basically wins the Bay Hill um, without Rory putting on. Probably will be eventually the the greatest performance of 2018. Uh, so I love the way Henrik Stenson is going right now. He hits a um, a hard power draw as well, um, and so I think if he figures it out now. I don't know. I mean, he, you know, he, he, basically around the greens and stuff at Augusta, I don't think he's quite figured it out. But, you know, if he does, and as as we're talking about it, the greens are, you know, so, so, so quick that you can't make a lot of putts, then a guy who's going to be hitting the green more often 
putting it a little bit closer, having shorter irons than the green is going to be going to be there. So I like Henrik Stenson at the B group. I love it. It's a heck of a three pack so far. I have to say I am much wetter than the Augusta greens right now to figure out who this deep dive fourth guy in the foursome. This is like the random guy. You know, you have three fellas, you're trying to go play at one of the munis and then they pair you with, you don't know who this fourth one is. That's going to come around the side of the clubhouse, right? I cannot wait, Mike, to see who sauntered around that clubhouse to join this foursome. Um, man. So, um, in the, in the last spot, um, I just don't now wish I had the chance to ask Sherman why this gentleman from South Africa was not, uh, lowered in the odds at 125 Charles Schwartzel. Oh, Mikey, you're rounding out the foursome here. I mean, he has performed at Augusta. You can't find a better track record at Augusta than Charles Schwartzel. He has a classic golf swing, a pure action. Um, and courses like Augusta, if you have never played in the southeastern part of the United States, if you have not played Pinehurst, which is basically a miniature Augusta, um, with small greens and classic looks to the shape shapes of the holes, then you don't quite understand it. But if you have, then you get the idea that um, you you need to bring pure action because it, into every single shot that you hit, because the slopes on the fairways are so subtle that um, your action needs to be that good. Okay, so Charles has probably you know top five purest action on tour okay and so he he just has a tremendous feel for his golf swing it's in rhythm it's on plane it sets the same way at the top every single time and he doesn't try to like you know over rotate through the golf ball like a lot of these like you know instructors today are talking about you gotta rotate and you know all this kind of jazz he just has pure pure action great golf swing he plays well there all the time i cannot believe he's 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 125 so you this has found money for you right here i mean you're you're probably gonna he's on it yeah you're gonna attack every matchup if they're out there I haven't checked the market yet, but I'm I'm running to my window and I'm putting it on Schwartzel here. I love it. So just put, it, just put twenty dollars on him and and thank me later. <laughs> we'll have to see. See, this is going into the uh, the annals, so everyone will be able to figure out, Mikey. They'll be able to come for your head and they'll have evidence here that Schwartzel bombs out at Augusta. This is the guy, <laughs> the old MC that everyone hates. So, I love it. So, that's the foursome. So, we had McElroy and Bubba up at the top. Then you had Henrik Stenson, just the long, lean, tall drink of European water, right? Sweet. Uh, Just icy water over there. (laughs) And then Charles Schwartzel Schwartzel with just that easy swing, just Just no wasted movement, repeatable. None. Doesn't need to reach for any extra power. Doesn't need to reach to the trot to the top drawer for any of that power, any of those treats. I love it. That's what it means to wear the green jacket. Yeah. You got to be consistent. You got to be smooth. Yes. Right? I love it. So that's the four people. So that's what you want to run to your window 
and bet on or run to Mike's window, throw a rock through it, and choke him while he's sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> when he loses, <laughs> when he loses your your nut, your nest egg, twenty dollars. It's one hundred and twenty-five. Yeah, you'll be a rich man. You can thank him later, as he said. But we appreciate. It. We've got a. Uh, this was a the second of a double banger. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll follow for up you with guys a lot before of good the Masters. After the Masters, I. I heard a couple good stories today. I'll just uh, finish on. Um, one was uh, this guy. Now I don't know if this is fact, but the guy was telling me that uh, caddies uh, in preparation, certain caddies, one in particular. I don't know if there's more, but caddies prepare for the Augusta experience by running up hills. You know, just it's that. I guess it's that exhausting to traverse. The, the course out there and uh that's that that's uh that's interesting so it's such there's a funny thing to picture factor. these caddies know, these training caddies, yeah. I, I so doubt it i mean these caddies are um, out of the bar yeah just I, the golfers are already not the most fit for the not. most part they're not you're trying to tell me these caddies are training these golfers aren't training these caddies aren't running hills what a falsehood. <laughs> so, um, and then the other one was everyone was talking about, well, is Tiger nervous? He looked extremely confident in his interviews. Um, you know, he was throwing digs at, at Mickelson. Um, and uh, so this, this guy was telling me that uh, I guess one of the greatest moments of, of Tiger Woods was uh, Stevie Williams threw him a ball. He was in the heated competition late in the U S open. He grabbed, grabbed the ball and drew a immediately grabbed the ball and drew a straight line with a sharpie to mark mark the ball so he's this guy's made a steal and we are all on the edge of our seat right to see if he can actually you know bring this bring this whole narrative this whole build up together I thought you were going to say you drew a dick on the ball I don't know what does any of the guys do that I mean it's already stenciled the dimples, you could easily get a nice prodigious sack on there. Yeah. The shaft would be difficult with the dimples, but he's a, he's a maniac, isn't he? Oh, I'm I'm ready, Mikey. This is going to be fun. This should be good. This is going to be fun. Well, I appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all joining us. Mike got his chance to vent here. He had plenty to say. Run to your window with twenty dollars, and then, like we said, run to his window and give him a flying squirrel or whatever it is you like. All right, we appreciate, it, and we'll see y'all after the Masters. Enjoy. See you guys.
Venturi and the great white shark Been playing for money since I was 13 Now we pass the plate on the 18th green Golf channel's on, Faraday's talking about speed Daily, Dustin Johnson Stop on the gas, park on the grass I'm living a redneck dream I lock up the brakes, stay out of the lake Still, Judah's got nothing on me I'm popping tops, taking on pins by the halfway house I'm born again, got a cooler in the back and a tireless cap Church has 18 holes and a 12 pack Amen Tiger did more winning, but I had all the women Became Baba Booey, Sal's I'm a turtle. Howard played on Monday, yardage book. My kind of Bible, 18 holes, 14 disciples, Pinehurst, Pebble, Evergreens to see, four hours of God talking to me. Isles of grass, pews of birch, this golf course is my church. I stop on the gas, park on the grass, I'm living a redneck dream. I lock up the brakes, stay out of the lace, Dale Jr.'s got nothing on me. Pirate the tops, Churches 18 holes in a 12 pack. I'm a Billy! Churches 18 holes in a 12 pack. 18 holes in a 12 pack. Churches 18 holes in a 12 pack.